Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. Well, I don't know how it is where you are, but here in Texas, it's hot. It's been 103 today. It's going to be 106 tomorrow. Uh, the, the effective heat index is well over 111, meaning that's how it feels to your skin, given the relative humidity. And I have to admit, you may not have a, a reference for this if you live according to the Celsius thermometer. I don't quite understand it. You know, here, 100 degrees, and for you, it's 37.78. I don't quite get the graduation. You know, is it that big a difference between 0.5 and 0.6 or 0.7? How, how can you get from 0 to 37.7 and have the same effective, I guess, experience between 32 and 100? Of course, I imagine if I had lived with the Celsius thermometer, then it would be a lot more user-friendly to me. I guess I'm just, you know, I really haven't even converted it or practiced it much until I got the podcast because I know I have listeners like you, you all, and you over there, all over the world. And not everyone subscribes to the Fahrenheit thermometer. Now, measuring distance, I get it. Makes a lot of sense to me. Base 10, 0, 5, 10, deciliters, centimeters, kilometers. That makes a heck of a lot more sense than the English measurement system of measuring distance or even weight. But temperature, that I can hardly wrap my head around. But no matter how it's measured, let's just suffice it to say, it is hot here in Texas. It is steamy hot. But I did not come here to talk to you about the weather. I came here to talk to you today about being a badass manifester. What does it take to be a badass manifester? Now, it just so happens that I have a coaching program, a small group coaching program inside my membership program kicking off on July 5th. And of course, I want you to be involved in it. It's going to make a profound difference for you. And so in this episode, I thought I would share with you from my perspective what it takes to become a badass manifester. My five-week coaching program is designed to get you to the point where you consider yourself, who you know yourself to be, a badass manifester. But for those do-it-yourselfers think you can do it on your own, I'm going to tell you right here what we'll be covering. The skills and attributes, the characteristics that you should, or I feel you should, bring in to your experience, bring into your behavior. I consider myself a badass manifester. When I focus on something and I put my energy behind it, when I'm intentional, it always comes to pass. And you'll find, I say from time to time, based on my perspective, based on my, my understanding, because I've incorporated many different disciplines, many different ideas around law of attraction and manifesting and integrated it into my own system, my own, I guess, delivery. All right, all right. You might be saying, okay, you got the five-week group coaching program inside your membership. I could take part in that, but aren't you going to share the different aspects of what it takes to be a badass manifester? Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. First and foremost, to become a badass manifester, you declare it. You make a declaration. 
I am going to become, I am going to be, I am a, notice how I went from the past into the present, I am a badass manifester. First and foremost, you need to declare it. In the end, you get to say, when you declare something for your life, that is a major intention. It's not a wishy-washy thing. I am a badass manifester, and then it's important that I align my behavior with that declaration. And part of that behavior in aligning with being a badass manifester is studying the process. What does it take? What are the beliefs? What are the practices? What are the thought processes in being a badass manifester? First and foremost, the belief that really makes manifesting possible is the fact that you are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. The second belief is that the universe is energy. Everything is energy. So your ability to control energy is everything. And as a spiritual being immersed in the human experience, you have the ultimate command of energy because who you really are is nothing but thought, nothing but energy, pure consciousness. And so this experience of being human is more illusion than reality. And once we begin playing with our thoughts, focusing our thoughts, intending our thoughts, aligning our energy with what we want to create on the physical realm, it must come to pass. And that is the next belief. It's not maybe, it is law. Law of attraction, like attracts like. And so you take a look at your current circumstances, and if it's not what you want, if it's not what you intend, if you desire something completely different than what's showing up right now, then you need to do something with your thinking. You need to align your thoughts with what you want to bring in. Because the world is a mirror of your mind. How you use the mind expresses itself in your experience. Your experience is a reflection of how you're using your mind. And I guess this would be an appropriate moment just right now to share with you what is the most powerful belief that you could hold. Nope, you're not going to answer me. What is the most powerful belief that you can hold? The most powerful belief that you can hold is the power of belief. Believing in belief. Believing that if you say, I believe this, I am creating this, and you stand behind it, that it will come to pass. You see, belief is just a feeling of certainty. It's stated as if it's certain. There is no such thing as a belief. It's a concept of mind. And so all the power is in our hands. If we focus on it, if we say, I believe it, and we're congruent in how we're stating it, congruent means that our tone of voice is in alignment with it. It's not, well, okay, maybe. No, it's definitely coming to pass. I am manifesting now. I created the future, and I'm just living into it. Now, what's interesting, as I talk about the different attributes, the different characteristics of manifesting, there's no real hierarchy as if this is more important than that. They all kind of fit together as a unified whole. And so while we'll focus on certain things at certain times, they're all important. But if there is a first thing, one of the first things is to figure out what do you want? What do you want? Because you can't really create something or manifest something if you don't know what you want. The greater clarity you can create about what you're intending, about what you want to draw in your life, the faster it will come. Because the general rule is 
the more ambiguous you are, the more iffy, foggy, unclear your thinking is, the longer it takes to fulfill. So in the coaching program, we do a deep dive on identifying all the things you want to create, anything that you've ever wanted to create, anything that's ever been on your bucket list, anything you kind of wish for. We get it all down on paper. And then we start slicing and dicing to really find out, am I aligned with that? Is it just something I picked up from the ether, from advertising, from my peers? Do I really want it? Is it something I really want to draw in my life? Or do I think it's just kind of be nice if it showed up? I used to think that I wanted a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Because frankly, those Italian cars are rather sexy. And I have to tell you, the sound of that V12 engine purring in the Lamborghini, it's almost orgasmic. There's nothing like the sound in this world. But do I really want it? Really, really, really want it? No, no. Frankly, it costs too much. It's not practical. It doesn't really fit with my the way I, I drive on a day-to-day basis. I live in Texas, and there's a lot of dips in the road because the soil's primarily clay. Primarily clay. Because of the extreme temperature variances, and I already alluded to that at the front end of this, a lot of times we'll, we'll not get rain for 30, 60 days. And so that clay starts to shrink up and it'll rain and then it expands. And so there's a lot of bumps in the road. And the Lamborghini and the Ferrari sit about six inches above the road. It's not practical, just not practical to drive around. And frankly, in driving those cars, they're not very comfortable as a day-to-day driver. They're very stiff. They're very bumpy. You hit the bumps and you feel every one of them because... The suspension is set up to race. Another thing that I used to want was a yacht. A yacht. Who who doesn't want a yacht to sail the ocean blue? Not a small yacht. I'd like a 100-foot yacht with a crew. I can go anywhere I want. Now, living in the Great Lakes, living in Michigan, uh, when I was close to the, the Great Lakes, a lot of people had boats. And it didn't take me very long to realize that it was a huge expense and expensive energy to maintain your boat, to keep it in a slip and to go out and dedicate time to be on the boat out on the lake. I actually found it better. Rather than have my own boat, I found with so many people owning boats, so many friends having boats, I got invited to be on a boat all the time. So I decided not to manifest a boat myself, to manifest a lot of friends with boats that want company. Now, another thing is when I was younger, I wanted a pool. I wanted a pool in the backyard. Well, I now have a pool in the backyard, and it requires constant monitoring of the chemicals, the pH, cleaning it, repairing it, having the pump repaired, maintaining. Just maintaining it is a job. And now with this heat, I have to add water to it every two, three days. Three to four inches of water just evaporates, goes into the air. But to me, the pool is totally worth it. The kids love it. We love hanging around it. But it's not without its investment. It's ongoing investment of time and energy. What I'm saying here is that a lot of things that are in our head, a lot of things that that we think we want, we don't really want. We haven't really thought about it. We really haven't. It just seems like it would be nice. Or that if we had it, it might make us appear sexier, more attractive, more powerful. 
Well, things don't do that. And when we get really clear in the program, and you can do this in life, when you get really clear about what you want, what you want to manifest, what you want to have in your life on a day-to-day basis, you can get connected with and congruent with the why behind it. Is it something that is sourced from source? Is it in alignment with your highest good? You see, a lot of the things that we're not completely connected with, we have resistance to, and we seem we seem to think we want it. We think we want it, yet part of our consciousness is not in alignment with it, so it gets in the way. It's so, you know, quote-unquote self-sabotages because it's not ecological to our lives. So we talk about personal ecology, maintaining the, your relationships, maintaining the status quo. You see, that's all present to us at the other-than-conscious level. And if we don't take it into account, then you can be focused on an intention, but all parts of you aren't in alignment with it. And so the other parts seem like they're getting in the way of you fulfilling on your intention. When you never stop to ask, is everybody on board? So that's getting clear or gaining clarity about your intention, about what you want to create. And there are goals and there's intentions and there's outcomes. And we get really clear about what those three are. But the next attribute that you really want to incorporate is sensory acuity. And that is having a clear idea about how you're feeling at any given moment. To have that inner rapport, that inner connectedness to be able to check inside with the different parts of you and actually ascertain how you're feeling at any given moment. Are there any sub-aspects, sub-personalities, parts of you that aren't in alignment with what you want to create? Or how are you leaning at any given moment? Because we create our intention. How are we aligned emotionally, energetically, vibrationally with that intention? So that's where we get to check in at any given moment And you kind of pretend that you're sitting on a fence. Which way are you leaning? Are you leaning towards the fulfillment, towards the manifestation of your desire? Or are you leaning away from it, creating resistance, in fear? Sometimes it's a very fine line. But this aspect of sensory acuity, this having the ability to check in with yourself is critically important, not only in manifesting, but in creating anything in your life, any transformation, any change. Psychologists call this a felt sense. That's so ambiguous to me when because it's very unclear. And of course, psychology picks it up because it's something they can talk about that's ambiguous and they have trainings around it and it's very subtle. But there's no way to measure it. But we can actually tune in and decipher create sensory acuity within you to be very clear about what side are you leaning because you create a set of checks and balances. It can actually be very definitive if you focus your mind on it. Most people never ever do that. I guess after sensory acuity is attaining the feeling of actually having your wish fulfilled. Assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled as Neville Goddard says it. When you're living as if it's a natural thing to have your intention, that you have the feeling, the sense of freedom, the sense of connectedness, the sense of joy and clarity and satisfaction. When you're living as if it's a done deal, as if it's a very natural thing to have whatever you're, you know, attracting to you, creating the feeling like not having it 
is not in alignment. Did you get that distinction? You want to create the feeling of not having it is more incongruent, more not in alignment than the idea of actually having it. Most of us lean the other way. Most of us are so used to not having or focusing on the fact that our our intentions, our desires, our goals are not here. We're more comfortable with that feeling. That seems more real to us, more familiar than actually having the intention. What we want to do is flip that. We focus our mind, we focus our attention, we create and generate the feelings to be in alignment of the wish fulfilled, as if it's already here. That having that intention would be a natural extension of how we're being day to day. Now we can probably talk about the idea of identifying the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that are actually getting in the way of you attaining that intention or drawing that in or drawing that desire in. See, if it's not currently here, there's got to be some belief, some idea, some story, some narrative that is not in alignment with you having it. Otherwise, you'd already have it, right? And so we need to identify, using that sensory acuity, the beliefs, the values, the perspectives that are actually getting in the way of you fulfilling on your desires, attracting your desires, your intentions and goals. And so here's a quick check on how to ascertain whether or not you have a belief that's actually getting in the way. That when you believe it, when you actually hear it in your head and you think about your intention, you don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It feels icky. It feels depressing. It feels heavy. It's like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm going to get it. You, you can check in right now. When you make a statement to yourself, does it feel like it's in alignment with the attainment, with the attraction of your intention? If it doesn't, that's a limiting belief. And it's, it's just an idea. A lot of people say, I got this belief and I got it from childhood. Well, drop it. Let go of it. It's not true. You just assumed it. You adopted it based on past experience. It's not the truth. It, you know, some things happened and you made an assessment. And you created a story about what happened, about you and why it happened. It's not necessarily true. Once upon a time, I used to think that Santa Claus was real, that the Easter Bunny was real, and that the money underneath my pillow when I put my teeth under there was presented to me by the Tooth Fairy. I had no idea what the Tooth Fairy was doing with my teeth, but they were always gone, and there was always a quarter or a half dollar there. But the thing is, is I used to believe in the Tooth Fairy. I used to believe in Santa Claus. I still kind of believe in Santa Claus. Not in the same way, but... I've worked it out. I've created a different story where I can still get to believe, just between you and me. But I no longer believe in the Easter Bunny. Not at all. But my point is, is that once upon a time, I did believe. I really believed. It was part of my reality. It was part of my life. It was was so real to me. And you've thought other things. You've believed things in your life. I believe things about myself that weren't true, only later to prove them wrong. And once I adapted the new belief, it transformed my life because it changed my behavior based on how I believed things to be, how I believed I was in relationship. You see, we tolerate all kinds of things in our experience. We tolerate less than because on some level we believe that's the way it is. That's normal. We have a belief about it. I can remember once upon a time, way back when, 
I was in the unemployment line back in my mid-20s. And there was a guy standing next to me going for a job. And he said, the minimum I'll take is $68,000. I thought to myself, what a specific number. Nothing less than 68. Because he said, that's what I made in my last job. And I have to make more. And I asked him, how much more? He says, I'm going for at least 10000 more. I think I'm worth 10000 more. And here I was. I, I was no longer making my $15,000 a year at that time. And I just wanted to make 15000 I thought that's what I was worth. Maybe 20000 I could hardly conceive of 20000 a year. An extra $5,000 a year. And here this guy. This guy wasn't going to consider anything less than $68,000 a year. That really blew my mind. But I got to thinking about it. It's just a belief set. It's, it's a state of mind. Capacity, capability is a state of mind. And so over the years, I've continued to play with bigger and bigger numbers. What would it be like if I was to 10x my income 10 times? If I wanted to attract a million, what would it be like to have 10 million, 100 million? What would it be like to have an income of $50 million a year? It starts to stretch your mind. And once you stretch your mind to a new dimension, it never shrinks back to its original shape. And so through the process of conversation, in fact, you listening to this podcast, hopefully I'm stretching your, the capacity of your mind, stretching the capacity of what you think is possible. Nelson Mandela said, the only reason why something is impossible is because no one had done it yet. Once someone does it, it's no longer impossible. And so impossible things are just things that people haven't done yet. Another attribute of being a badass manifester is being able to maintain your energy, maintain your focus, maintain your positivity. See, most people aren't responsible. They don't take on the responsibility for how they're feeling day in, day out. It's kind of, they kind of leave it up to the circumstances, leave it up to the wind, leave it up to the day of the week. Mondays are different than Wednesdays. Sundays are different than Tuesdays. Saturdays are completely different. You notice, what are the, what's the emotional attachment that you have to any given day of the week? Now, I like Thursdays only because when I was back with Fat Eggs, we used to get paid on Thursdays. It was something to look forward. Happy Thursday. Payday. Now I get paid all the time. Sometimes I go weeks without getting paid, and then I get paid all at once. And so it doesn't have the same relevance to me that it once did. But this is where sensory acuity comes in again. How are you feeling? You check in with yourself. What does it feel like today? And then you know that you have within your power that you create your reality. You can create your response. You can be unreasonable in how you feel. When I say unreasonable, that means you can feel fantastic for no good reason at all. Just because you decided. You decided. I decided I was going to feel great today. Don't have a good reason. I just wanted to feel good. Now, with that said, last Tuesday, after the the big wiggy thing happened with the Schumann residence, on Tuesday, I felt like crap. I felt sluggish. I, I felt irritated. I don't know why exactly. It's just how I showed up that day. But I acknowledged it and I was gentle with myself. Oh, I'm feeling not so great at the moment. And then I asked the Google Assistant to play a song. And what's interesting is that that song 
that into another song and another song. And all of them elevated my mood. All of them were from my past. All of them were things that I had equated to feeling good, never giving up, going for the gold, being all that you can be. And in the, in the span of about 15 minutes, listening to that little playlist, that song list that Google created for me, I felt pretty damn good. I felt unstoppable. But it's recognizing that I didn't necessarily feel fantastic on the front end, but I had the power to shift it, power to change it. And I tuned in and I listened to my intuition. And I said, play a song. Ask for a song. Now, just to test it, just to test it, maybe it was the algorithm. And so I started out asking for that song on a regular basis, thinking that if I asked for that song, it would just play the same playlist all over again, and it was a fluke. But no, it hasn't played the same playlist twice, hasn't played the same song twice. In fact, it hasn't played any of the songs that it played that morning, since that morning, since I really needed it. And so it was in the knowing right then that the universe had my back. That's another belief. Everything happens for your greater good. The universe has your back. You cannot fail. And this is just a belief. This is an idea that you form in your head and then you gather evidence to support it. That's all it is. We have ideas, we have hypotheses, and then we, as we process life, as we go through life, we accumulate evidence to support our hypothesis. And of course, no matter what hypothesis we create, we can always find evidence to support it. And so in that regard, there's no truth to be found. You just create a belief that you want to have in place. And then you start looking, what is the evidence in my experience to support that belief? And you just keep stacking it and stacking it and stacking it. In the, in the guise of a lawyer, you build a case for your argument. This brings me to the next characteristics, the next attribute that you want to make sure that you access to become a badass manifester, and that is tuning in to your intuition. I said that I felt like crap. I sat there and I tuned in, how do I move from this? I asked a question. And so your intuition, law of attraction, will answer your begging question. And it said, play a song. And I listened. So I followed, inspired action. That's the next step. But you need your intuitive guidance system. You need to be tuned into, have the sensory acuity to tune into and trust your intuitive guidance. That's a process. But that's when you do all the intending, when you align your your behavior and you align your vibration, then the next is following inspired action, inspired guidance. And when you can listen to that inspiration, listen to that intuition when it's a whisper, then your life begins to unfold like magic. You see, when we don't listen, we go down the detours. When we don't listen, we begin to struggle. When we're caught up and we, we start acting before we're in alignment, then we set up struggle. We set up efforting, like willing yourself, willing the intention. You can do that, but it's a lot more work and it's not always in alignment. And I have a story about John Goddard. He's actually in the Guinness World Book of Records as the most goal-oriented person, set the most goals, accomplished the most goals, written goals. And he's been like all over the world, scaled all kinds of mountains, navigated 
rivers, done incredible things. But it was not always in alignment. It was not necessarily in alignment with source. It was more in alignment with his ego. And he paid the price in several ways. And I'll go into that story at another time. But just because you want something doesn't necessarily, you're aligned with it. Doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily align with your spirit or align with your path. And so that's, that's a question of alignment. And I didn't really get into that yet, but that's, that's what this podcast is about. It's what I'm all about. The aligned self, aligning your heart, how you feel with your mind, how you're thinking, your beliefs, and then with your body. How are you acting? How are you moving? Congruence and alignment is everything. And so what you've just heard are many of the ideas, many of the things that we'll be working on inside our five-week program, Being a Badass Manifester. But I have to say it's not everything, but it's most of it. But in the coaching program, I don't tell you you need Centric Acuity. I teach you how to hone into it, how to tune into it, how to decipher it. And then as far as intuition, when you join the membership, you have access to the intuition course. It's an entire course on tapping into your intuition. But the beauty of the five-week intensive, the five-week focus, is that you're in the conversation. We're building momentum. We're, we're tuning into the vibe. We're creating in the moment. It's an ongoing conversation. And there's energy that comes up from it. You pick up from it. Of course, you can do it on your own. But why not tap into the power of the group? Why not tap into my power? And I don't mind if you tap into mine because it doesn't necessarily come from me, but it comes through me. And so before I leave you, I'm just going to tell you about the first step again to become a badass manifester. You declare, I'm a badass manifester. And then you align your behavior with being the badass manifester. You study the processes. You put the processes in practice. You make it a focus. You make it a priority. You make manifesting not just a hobby activity, not just something you do now and then, but it's an integral part to every aspect of your life. Not just money, but emotional fulfillment, relationships, circumstances, life experiences. And I'll be the first to tell you, you do not need a program. You do not need a course. You don't need a guru to tell you anything. So what does the program actually do for you? Saves you time. That's it. Primarily just saves you time. Gets you on a fast track. Makes it a part. It's an intensive. So you're focusing and it's in your thinking for five whole weeks. And then, of course, you're in the, the membership. And so there will be a continuous parade of trainings, conversations that help support you on your path. Not just going to leave you at the end of the five weeks. Something that just popped in my head is something that someone asked me because last Tuesday, I forget, or it was... It was just a while ago, I was talking about what I was creating, you know, moving into a whole new direction of a, a larger expression of myself. I talked about how one of my clients admonished me because I wasn't out there enough. There's other people. In fact, I just had another person, um, Destiny. Destiny just joined the Facebook group and she said that um, there's other people on TikTok only talking about a fraction of what I'm talking about it, and I'm talking about all that, snap, snap. But it's just another indicator the universe is telling me I have to get my butt out there into the public. I need to be in more places, talking to more, more beyond, or let's say expanding beyond the podcast. And I said 
last week when I was taking this on, not only rebooting the membership, which used to be the vault, now the Nexus membership, but rebooting that, recommitting to it, committing in a whole new way to make it a complete experience. Also putting myself out there on guesting on different podcasts and TikToking and, you know, doing the social media stuff that it kind of scared me a little bit. And someone pointed out that isn't that fear get in the way of you manifesting? No. Only if I wallow in it. Understand that fear is going to come up anytime you move into the realm or push the boundaries of your comfort zone. And all it's saying is, I'm nearing the edge of my comfort zone. Pay attention. That's what fear is telling us. Pay attention. You're moving into territory that's unfamiliar. This is where it becomes the adventure. This is where you breathe into that feeling. You see, excitement is anxiety with breath. Anxiety and excitement are the same biochemical event happening in our body. The only difference is we're breathing in excitement. We're holding our breath in anxiety. We're breathing very shallowly with anxiety and depression. All the same biochemistry, but it's how we're breathing into it. We step into it. So that fear that was there, it was just a feeling of uncomfortableness. It was me recognizing I'm on a new adventure. I'm venturing in a new territory. And if you feel a little fear in considering joining the membership, joining the course, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join if after 30 days, well, this isn't for me. Then just ask me for your money back. Otherwise, I'm asking you to commit for a year. And you're not committing to me. You're committing to yourself. See, what I find interesting, when people look at the cost or the investment to invest in themselves, they think about the money that they're giving up to someone else. They're not thinking about the value that they're going to extract from it. My client, Kevin, just said this. He said, people will spend $80,000 for a new automobile, a new Mercedes. And then once they get it, have it for a week, they enjoy it. Yeah, it's just another car. $80,000, eh, okay. It gets me from here to there. Yet what he invested in his coaching program, he'll have that feeling, the ability to, to feel good all the time. Not just now, not just tomorrow, but for every day afterwards. If I have one criticism of society, of culture, it's by and large people expect too much to happen in too short a period of time. We want the instant experience, the instant satisfaction, the dopamine hit, pick up your phone. Oh, I got an email. Ooh, I got a text. Ooh, I got a like. And so it's feeding that instant gratification. I'm talking about investing yourself putting in some training for the, and going for the long haul. Eudaimonia is a Greek term. It means happiness over the long haul, over the, the course of your life. You want eudaimonia. More often than not, you feel happy. More often than not, you feel joy. Of course, there's always these lower feelings. I said that I was just there last week or the week before. I can't remember. See, I don't remember because it just didn't stay there. I was able to shift it. I was able to move it. I'm human, just like everybody else. I have moments of low periods. I have moments of doubt. I don't get depressed, because frankly, I just won't call it that. I won't label it. I'm going through a mood, but I don't stay there. I can get out of it faster and faster than I ever could before. 
And that's the goal you want. That's the power you want to be able to take control of your emotions, take control of over how you feel, take responsibility, exercise your ability to respond to life, to maneuver yourself in a way to where you get and create the life you want. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>